Welcome to Seeing Double. The war has begun. Is Brad right about there being nanobots and Gaius Baltar? Is uh, is there going to be more freaking Cylons in this episode that we don't know about? Uh, last week was our 12th episode and there were 12 freaking... Uh, what are they called? Cylons? No. Planets? No. Colonies? Colonies! <laughs> is there... 13th episode? There are 12 uh, Cylons, too. There are 12 Cylons. In this 13th episode, are we going to find out that there's a secret 13th colony? That would be amazing. Or maybe a secret 13th Cylon. Who knows? It's like we planned this or something, which we totally did We totally did not. And, uh... What's your name? My last thing, though, is, oh, okay. like, can, can Brad convince Stephanie to do a fun movie next week that kind of is in our genre? Uh, we'll find out next week, though, because I'm not going to discuss that on here. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. That was quite an intro. I was excited for this week. <laughs> you sound excited. So. Sorry, I wasn't talking to my mic. Yeah. So. So. How was your week? <laughs> it was fine. Yeah? It worked. You worked? Anything fun happened to you? Any... Oh, I went to see a concert on Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. How did you forget that? <laughs> I don't know, because it felt like it was last week, because that's how long this week has been. Ooh. And I time. thought it was, and when it happened on uh, Tuesday night, I thought it was Thursday night, and then I thought yesterday was Friday, and I was very thrown off. Holy cow. Well, so, don't worry, Sunday's Easter. Well, that doesn't matter to or me. Or is it? I don't know, is it? Because it's also April Fool's Day. Oh. Jesus oh. is going to be like, sup, JK. Yeah. I was listening to today's, um, uh, sorry, not this week's Mabim Bam, and they were, or no, I was listening to last week's Sawbones. <laughs> Get it together. I know. And Justin had a joke about it being Easter and uh, April Fool's Day and how that has got to be the worst thing JC ever thought of. Well, it's funny you mentioned the Lord because that's who I saw on Tuesday night. I saw Lord, yeah, the that, singer. Okay. L O R D. Never heard of that. I was literally just playing her song when we were getting ready. Oh. No there clue. First time for me. Anyway, I saw Lord at she's a cute little New Zealand singer. Okay. I know you've heard of her songs. I, I bet if I have. play like Royals or Tennis or something, you'd be like, Oh yeah, I know this. You um, know, I could play things that I listen to all the time and not know the band, so There you go. It's pretty easy for me. Yeah. I'm a well, little I space took my case. Friend I took my friend Mary Kate with me, and it was really fun. And how is she? She's great. I haven't seen her in like a year and a half. I see her pretty regularly now because we both work downtown, and it's convenient to hang out. Nice for you, not so nice for me. Well, you can make plans with her, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw Run the Jewels. They opened for them, which uh-huh. was interesting because it was like you know, hip hop group and there were a lot of kids at this concert and they were, you know, F bombing left and right. And there were some grandmas at the concert and Who's I was just the band like, or the kids? The band. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> Or oh. the grandmas. <laughs> and I felt scandalized. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> and I also felt very old at this concert because it was like a lot of teen girls and their parents. But I also feel like I got a really good grasp of like the current teen fashion. Yeah. And I really want to go shopping. Oh, hey. Because everyone was dressed really cute. To the nines, they might say. Yeah, like, whereas I came from work, so I was like, oh, here I am in my work clothes at the concert, kids. You saying you don't look cute when you're wearing your work clothes? I mean, maybe I do. (laughs) A little too professional. I mean, I wasn't super professional on Tuesday because I knew I was going to the concert, so I tried to, I don't know. I wear all black. That's what I wear. That's what I wore on Tuesday. (laughs) Well, you're not going to get any black arguments jeans, from boots. me. <laughs> I know, you're wearing all black. I'm wearing all black everywhere. Even the undergarments are black. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> hey, black to the skin. <laughs> um, so yeah, what are we doing? We're talking about Battlestar Galactica? Yep, we're going to find out series. whether or not Lee Adama yes. is dead or not, along with everybody else, including the new one. president. Um, um, here, I, I wrote a summary. I can just read cool, my yeah, summary. When we last left our heroes. <laughs> oh, sorry, I made myself snort. <laughs> Stupid. 
The Cylons were attacking everything. They blew up most of the colonies. Um, the Galactica is the last ship left and is the is leading everything. It's like the main military vessel now. It is the fleet. It is the fleet. <laughs> yeah. And just as Secretary Education Secretary of Education Laura Roslin was sworn in as president, it seemed like her ship, which also had Leodama, Commander Adama's son on board, got blowed up. Yep. Call sign Apollo. Yes. Fact. And that's where we left off. And Lee, not Lee, um, Commander Adama is very distressed because he thought his second son was now deceased. Yes. You could see it in his face, but he kept his uh, composure as a commanding officer of a of the battle fleet. <laughs> of a battle star and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, went on with the plan. The plan. Mm hmm. Isn't that an episode of... I was thinking of that's the name of an episode. <laughs> or it's the or name it's a, of like a... It's like a mini movie. It's another mini series yeah. part, yeah. The Plan. What was the other one with... Uh, the like other ship that they encounter? And it's uh, the chick from True Blood. And she's also an orphan... Shit. She's you also were, an orphan black. You were just giving spoilers away nilly-willy. Nilly, I'm not. Nilly, no, I'm just naming the other movie. Yeah, but it happens in between seasons. Like they had... I'm not saying what Those happens, I'm just series. saying that there's another There is. There's another spin-off movie. Not a spin-off movie, but set in the same time period. It's the miniseries, the plan, and I'm not talking to you, Siri. <laughs> Siri. Jeez Louise. Siri who'd you say heard you say mini series and thought you were talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to be involved all the time. I always get mad at Siri for not being jarred. Razor. Razor, that's what it's called. That's what it's called. Thank, Thank you, you, Siri. Even though you didn't give me the answer, you help. made me think of it. Because <laughs> she's a Cylon. No, because she's a phone, and there was a phone called Razor, and it all, it all works out stuff. Oh, okay. It all comes together. The six degrees of, of Siri Bacon. Of, of <laughs> yes, the six degrees of Siri Bacon. <laughs> um. She's secretly related to Motorola, but you didn't know that. <laughs> so not, I doubt that's true, but... <laughs> it works for our narrative here. Um... So when we last left off, okay, so I told you when we last left bleh. here's where we begin. <laughs> Starbuck has just landed in her Viper back on the ship, mm-hmm. and she's really mad because her engine gave out because her Viper's really old yep. and clunky. Well, they did take that part out, and they said it could blow the engines up. Yeah. Um, I mean, it possibly couldn't have anything to do with the way she flies. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Starbucks very gentle with her viper, of course. <laughs> yeah, as gentle as I don't know. Gentle tenderizing as meat. <laughs> tenderizing meat, yeah. With one of those big hammers. Exactly. <laughs> she comes back and finds out that you know they lost the eighty-three people. I can't remember mm-hmm. the number now. The eighty-three people on the flight deck, and then she also found out that Apollo is dead, supposedly. Yep. And Chief is really distraught because he hasn't heard from Boomer. Uh-huh. Boomer's Everyone's up. just really sad right now. They're just really stressed out, and people keep dying, and it's bad. You know, the fog of war. Did you say the fog of war? I did. The fog of war. Is that right? Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't know. I'm always wrong, so I <laughs> try not to assume <laughs> I said something correctly. <laughs> I have trained you well. <laughs> Yes, dear. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Boomer, she is in her raptor with all the people she rescued, and she's making friends with the little boy. Mm -hmm. Um, She sends out a distress signal so that they will hopefully come find her. Since I'm the technical man, it was a distress buoy because their communications (laughs) array was damaged. Thank you. She has two left, too. I just thought I'd mention that as well. (laughs) Did you see me roll my eyes so hard? I think I heard it in the microphone. (laughs) Since I'm the technical person. <laughs> Just so you guys all if know. If you had glasses, you would have pushed them up at that moment. <laughs> Steph is laughing at me, not with me at this moment. <laughs> um, back on a ship. I don't remember which one. But I just remembered what they called the version of six that appears to Gaius all the time. She's called Head Six because she's in his head. That's like the canon. Oh, you talking about the nanobots? 
<laughs> yes, the nanobots version. She's not Remember? nanobots. Hey, I have to defend my theory. <laughs> okay. You do I that. will. <laughs> they also talk about it, so. They do. <laughs> we'll get to <laughs> Which that. Which is going to be a nice check mark in my corner if I do say so myself. <laughs> I still, and we'll get there. Anyway, the <laughs> canon official name for her is Head Six because she's in his head. Whether that's via nanobet, nanobot technology or a, you know, God vision, whatever, right. spiritual shit. Definitely not related to previous sexual relations that they had. <sighs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, anyway, the, <laughs> the Galactica decides to do an FTL jump. And Best, then. Faster than light. A Diet Dr. Pepper opened. Soda's bad for you. Don't drink soda. If I didn't drink soda, I might die. Maybe you'll die because you drink soda. (laughs) (laughs) Ever think of that? (laughs) I might sleep for two years straight and be like, uh. Oh, that's right. You don't drink coffee, so you have to find another means. Yeah, and tea's not as easy to brew when you're driving. That's true. Fine. Easy as opening a tasty Dr. Pepper beverage. We're not getting sponsors. You don't have to keep buzz marketing. (laughs) <laughs> maybe um, this is how we get dr pepper to sponsor maybe us. so when they do the first ftl jump it's very dramatic there's a lot of camera zoom ins on people and you know everyone bracing themselves yeah, it seems like to be a very common thing in a lot of in a lot of space, space movies you know mm-hmm. like when uh i know you don't watch it but when the enterprise goes to warp it sort of like elongates in most of the shows and mm-hmm. uh there's other movies that Star names, Wars. Do they elongate? They don't really elongate. No, I'm just saying they, but they do TL <laughs> basically. They yeah. do the hyperdrive. Yeah. Whoop. Maybe spaceballs when they want plaid. <laughs> you might have stretched there. I don't remember. That. I don't know. I don't like that movie, so I don't. I've only seen it once. You don't like spaceballs? No. <laughs> this is a secret that I harbor from the nerd world, but now everyone will know. Is it because it makes fun of your precious Star Wars? No. I just think everyone in it is super annoying and I think it's stupid. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. I don't think any of the jokes are that funny. (laughs) It's very slapstick. It's supposed to be campy. But there are campy and slapstick things that are funny and I do not think that is one of them. That's just my opinion, bro. I'm sorry, bro. You can like it if you want. I didn't know that you didn't find I told you to shoot across your nose, not up. It wasn't funny. See? It's a no. line from the movie. Nope. See? I don't. Didn't work. Whoop. You've heard it here first, guys. Spaceballs is not funny to everyone. <laughs> Nick also doesn't like Spaceballs. I'm blowing up his spot now. This is a secret we harbor together. Well, at least Nick likes Super Troopers, and that's great. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if Nick likes Super Troopers or not. We literally just had this conversation about how we said we don't think Super Troopers is funny. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what were we talking about? <laughs> no. That's the only funny scene from that movie. Everything mm-hmm. else is stupid. Anyway. Yes. BSG does a FTL jump. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still laughing about <laughs> other things. Me making assumptions. Yes. And then we discover that Colonial One is fine. Yep. Everybody's they're got a, bit, a little headache. They're a bit battered, but they're alive. Um, they go to check on Apollo, who's like collapsed on the floor, and he gets up and says, "That was fun." <laughs> Which I thought was funny. It was. Oh, I wrote a note. Brad, what did Lee do here? I didn't pay attention because <laughs> it was all technical. <laughs> <laughs> on Colonial One, they had a couple pieces of equipment uh, from the Battlestar that was taken off because it's military stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He he overpowered it to make a uh, a uh, electromagnetic pulse. Okay. Which he thinks disabled the nuclear warheads. So they probably hit the ship, but they just didn't blow up. Um, he did say though in that scene though that uh, this was something that they had theorized about in Academy as a possible way to get a leg up in a possible war situation, mm. and it had never been tested. Gotcha. So he was shooting from the hip on that one. 
with a lot of theory. Mm, Worked out, though. Thank you. Because it did two things. It disabled the nukes, mm-hmm. and it also Let made it jump. look like there was a uh, nuclear explosion. Oh, okay. They didn't go anywhere. It just looked like there was a nuclear explosion. I thought they jumped. Mm-mm. But, okay. Do they jump later? They do jump later. Oh, okay. That's what I'm confused about. Yes. Gotcha. Anyway, Rosalind says, thank you, Captain Apollo, for saving our collective asses. She did say asses. Salute. Um, back on the Galactica, Starbuck is very sad because she thinks Lee is dead. Um, she looks at a photo that she has folded in her locker, which she's folded Lee out of it. <laughs> like, it's kind of rude. <laughs> well, he was a superior a-hole, as she He's said He's been earlier. kind of a superior yeah. a-hole lately. But um, also, it was she wanted to see her and her lover, not, yeah. not the angry brother. But, I mean, I think it's also because there's just a little bit of a sexual tension between her and Lee. Sorry, I keep hitting my thingy. Yeah. It's called a pop filter. My spit muffler. <laughs> I just have a lot of... I have you to use talk your hands. my hands yes. like I'm Italian or something. Yeah. I'm not Italian, but I do it anyway. <laughs> um, that's a stereotype. Sorry, Italians. <laughs> wow. A lot of people talk with their hands. It's true. I do too when I'm really excited about something. Um, I'm very I try to keep them about... out of the way though because I've got all this gear in front of me. It's yeah, really that's why I'm, I'm, I'm doing it sideways now where I'm not hitting anything. So you think there's a thing between them? I think that there's a thing between them and... Uh, but Starbuck was with Zach, the brother, but she probably had like a little crush on him at the time, like still. Well, and if she holds true to Starbuck from the original series, she is a bit of a... I told you she's a manonizer. A manonizer, we exactly. This. So, you know. Um, yeah, so... She's got all those toes and all those different bodies of water. Yes. Some long she, toes. But she prays for Lee because she's sad and thinks he's dead. Um, and we see this cut of this guy walking through the sea of dead bodies, basically. I mean, they're all covered up. <coughs> um, yep. Giving people medals, and, or he has medals in his hands. And he was then, taking their, their dog tags. I thought he had medals. Yeah, they were the, they were the dog tag. They were, oh. He was taking all their dog tags. Gotcha. Which is a common military thing. You give the dog tags back to the family members. Gotcha. That makes sense. I thought he was giving them you know medals why they have of two? valor. You know why they have two dog tags? Every military person has two dog tags. No, why? One goes with the guy taking it with him. The other one, they actually, I think they put it in their mouth and sort of jam it into their skull so that they can identify the body later, or at mm. least they used to, back in the World Wars. Yikes. Yeah. That's gruesome. So one stays with the body, one goes with the person. Yeah. That makes sense. That's kind of scary. I wouldn't want to wear one of those. <laughs> You don't have to. I, I know. I'm not in the military. It's fine. They park at Ragnar Station Ammunition Reserve. Mm-hmm. Which is um, in the middle of a huge... Electrical storm. Is it an electrical storm? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that what they called it? Yeah. All right. I Do you have another name? I can't think of it. Whatever space dust is. Space dust. Chief says, find the Jenny, which made me giggle because it's like generator. <laughs> I thought it was cute. He said, find the Jenny. I wrote, hee hee. um but unfortunately when they are wandering around they realize that they're not alone and there is a man already there yep it's his name is leo but i'm just gonna say that because it's just easier to identify him than random man cool he's leo he's leo ben leo ben leo ben just couldn't be leo he's leo ben leo ben here (laughs) (laughs) yes uh, Leo Ben be pointing a gun at Chief. He was. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, there's a lot of meanwhile because this shit jumps around and I did not organize it. In it does place, jumps all over the place. Place order. So just deal with it. Follow follow along with me, audience, as I take you through space. <laughs> Jump back and forth. Jump back through, and forth like the FTL drive. Through similar Like time I have my own points. FTL drive on my body and I'm jumping from one spaceship to the next. It's like watching 24. Yeah, basically. I don't know. I never watched 24, but I take your word for it. It was a show that was in real time. So in order to get off scenes, you, they would jump back and forth between things that are ah. happening concurrently. Gotcha. 
I mean, there's like 50, char- 50 bazillion characters in Battlestar Galactica, so there's a lot going on at every uh-huh. moment. Anyway, uh, Boomer gets picked up by Colonial One, and she's still pretty bitter about Gaius Baltar taking Hilo's place on the ship. Yep. Um, Gaius meets with Roslyn, and she wants him to be her chief scientific consultant and analyst in dealing with the Cylons. This is great news for Gaius and his traitorous ways, because yep. no one suspects a thing still. Roslyn also wants Boomer to use her FTL drive that she has on her Raptor to go out and find people and bring them back to the Colonial One and then create a convoy of ships so that they're a little bit stronger mm-hmm. in case they get attacked again. Um, on Ragnar, Leoban is all stressed out and he's all sweaty and unstable and crazy looking and gross. And I know. I feel that way when my allergies are acting up too. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad allergy day. Uh-huh. That pollen gets to yeah. you. Um, Those, they they finally take his that's weapon space away. Dust. That's space dust. That's space dust. Benadryl can't cure that. Nope. Uh, <laughs> they take his weapon away, so he's a little bit less threatening. Yep. Well, he. <clears throat> to be fair, he lowered it when Chief told him that you know I could care less about you. Mm-hmm. I just want to get my weapons. Back on Colonial One, Gaius is trying to work, but then uh, Head Six sits next to him and starts talking to him. And he's trying to ignore her very intensely. And, he sa- and she says, ignoring me won't help. <laughs> um, he's kind of battling with his subconscious. And she's being all sexy. And he's trying to figure out how Caprica 6 managed to pull off the Cylon attack. Mm-hmm. And she's basically like, well, what I want most of all is for you to love me. And something about how God is love and all this other junk crazy Cylon talk. I wasn't paying attention. She was wearing that red dress. Ugh. Mm. Choice. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> no, she looks hot. She does. Trisha Helfer is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's on Lucifer. The yeah. show I watch. I met her at Dragon Con I think two years ago. Well, Nick and I did because we meet everyone together at the same time because we have to like support our insanity or else we like can't deal with it. Lose it. Yeah. Right. Um, unlike me. Unlike you. Yeah. I'm just normal. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> I told you. What about if you meet Shay at Dragon Con? I'm obviously going to ask her to go out for coffee. Oh, yeah. And that's right. Make a statement about how later we might be in the bathroom <laughs> at the same time. All because of <clears throat> Chloe Bennett. Chloe Bennett. <laughs> See how cons have ruined me? She's ruined it for me, too. Every time. Every time. I'm like, I don't want to get coffee with you, boy. Do I go get coffee sometime? No, thank you. <laughs> anyway, Trisha Helfer is beautiful and very nice. She, oh, she's very nice, too? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I'd like to meet her from the Lucifer cast. Maybe she'll be there. You never know. She goes to Dragon Con pretty regularly. I remember last, or not last year, the year before, um, we went to that little restaurant that was in the, the main, what's the main hotel? Oh, my God. Not the Hyatt, the Marriott, thank you. We went into that restaurant that's at the bottom of the Marriott, uh-huh. and we were eating dinner, and I turn around, and like the entire Battlestar Galactic cast was behind us eating dinner. <laughs> it was so weird. It was like, it was Lee, Gaius, Adama, uh, Chief, Anders, like everybody was fucking there. It was insane. And I was like trying to keep my cool and eat my food, but I'm just like, they're right there. They're all there. They're all eating together. It was crazy. Yeah. So exciting. People eat. I know, but they were all together and it was like it was like they were all They probably don't get to see each other all that often. No, it was just really wholesome. You know? And there were some people that were like trying to talk to them and harass them, but we did not do that. Good job. Even though I desperately wanted to talk to all of them. (laughs) Is the seat taken? It was very hard to resist. I think I talked I think maybe we ran into one or two of them later Mm -hmm. and said hi. I can't remember. Nick will tell me later what happened because I will forget. Yep. He has a good memory of this. He was there. He was at the dinner. And if we had a time machine, we could then come back and record that part of it and you'd say it the right way. Well, too bad. I'm just going to be wrong right now. <laughs> um, what else happened? Not a dragon con, but in this episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we find out that Leoben is an arms dealer and that's why he was... Well, he says that's why he was at the ammunition station. Yep, because those... I really want to say ammunition station, but that's not right. But that's just what my mouth wants to do. (laughs) 
<laughs> Welcome to the ammunition. <laughs> it rhymes. I like it. <laughs> We're always going full bore and blowing everything up. <laughs> ammunition station. <laughs> um, some ding dong knocks over something in the <laughs> Ragnar, and then everything falls over and blows up. Yep. These idiots. Yep. Like, come on, guys. And she told them not to stack you're, them so high. You're in a weapons bunker place. None of them have ever been at uh, war. They don't know. I know, but like that's something I would do. I would just knock everything over. Well, that's because you just like to destroy things. Not intentionally. You're like a mini freaking gur. Doom. <laughs> it's never intentional. And I mostly destroy myself because I'm clumsy. Uh-oh. I get the stupidest injuries. Yep. But yeah, so Adama was also wandering around here, and he ended up getting trapped in a vault with this guy. Yeah, because somebody let a bomb go off. Ding-dongs. Come on, guys. I think something fell into the door. Yeah, something, something blew up and then barred the door, and then Adama had to find another way. Yep. Out of there. Rosalind, so Boomer has been bringing back some ships with her. <coughs> Uh, she's been finding the, you know, using her FTL drive and finding people. She's She brings back this botanical ship, and Rosalind's kind of wandering around it. And she meets this little girl, um, and the little girl has no idea, really, of what's going on. Like, no concept of mm-hmm. this war and the fact that her whole family has been murdered and blown up. And yep. it's pretty sad. Talks about what she's going to do when she gets home at the spaceport. It's very sad. It is sad. Looked like um, a very nice cruise ship, though, I'll tell you that. I liked that botanical ship a it was, lot. It was like a cruise, like what we would have today as a cruise ship. Yeah, it was cool. You'd go off world with some world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Rosalind's very sad about this poor little girl, but she goes back to Colonial One. Um, they find out they've had, they've, they got 60 ships so far. Yep. Unfortunately, only 40 of them have FTL capabilities. So they want what they want to do is move the people off of the extra 20 ships onto the 40 ships that have FTL drives and so that they don't leave anyone behind in case of a Cylon attack. But then... Unfortunately, they don't get Dratus to do that. There's a Dratus contact. <laughs> Dratus. Yep. That was the word that, that we couldn't think, think of last week. week. And I, when I was watching it, again, I texted you immediately. I was like, Dratus, that's yep. the word. <laughs> and it was a lone raider. One lone raider pops in very quickly. And then pops out. We see his little red scanny thing go flash in front of his face. And then he disappears again. And then they're like, well, shit. (laughs) We gotta go. They know that they need to jump now. And, or because there's like, they have very little time before the entire fucking Cylon fleet's gonna come and attack all Mm -hmm. of them. And blow them all up and murder them. So, the president has to face with her very first terrible fucking decision (laughs) she has to make which is stay and fight or the 40 ships that have (laughs) the capability to jump with them and leave the 20 ships behind to get destroyed stay and fight with what exactly there's there's, they're all in luxury i know little ships with like no defenses exactly while she's in the process of making this decision rosalind tells billy that she has cancer and she's just like I, she's like, I, I feel so fucking selfish right now. Like I can't, I'm, all these people are going to get, are going to die if I make the decision. But all I can think about is how I have cancer and I'm going to die anyway. And it's terrible. She's mm. like, yeah. And Billy's like, yeah, I knew. Yeah. Billy knew. And then he also tells her that the little girl she met earlier is on a ship that can't make the FTL drive. And she says, thank you. Savage. Yep. It's real savage. That was, oof. It's, so it's hard. And then they just, so they, Rosalind makes the choice to jump without the extra 20 ships. And it's really, this is like real heartbreaking. It mm-hmm. was really bad. They're like planning the jump. They can't even tell the other ships where they're going in case they can somehow follow because the Cylons might follow them. Or capture them. and Or capture them and the then info. make them, yeah, make yep. them tell them where yeah. they went. And so they're ready to jump just as all of these Cylon Raiders jump into Dratus and boop, they're gone, leaving the 20 ships behind. Watch a bunch of little smoke trails from missiles leave all the little ships and then... Bummer. Then they have to just cut back into that little girl sitting there playing with her doll. I know, it's so rude. in In a, like, park 
dome. Like a botanical garden or something. At least they don't make you watch it. They sort of white out. Yeah, they white out from her just like sitting there playing with her doll. And then it's like, well, she's, she's dead now. She's a weapon going Great. off. I mean, come on. We all know it. I know. <sighs> so sad. It is. She went quickly. She did. But it's still just like savage. She's with the gods now. Oh. <laughs> Up in the heavens. Maybe she's a Cylon and she'll get reborn. Ooh. She's not. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Give me hope and then rip it away. (laughs) That's what this show does. That's the summary of Battlestar Galactica. Um, While Adama and Leoben are wandering through through Ragnar, um, Leoben's just getting sicker and sicker, and he says something about the air is affecting his allergies. That's space dust, man. Yep. Um, They start talking about souls and Cylons. And Adama says Cylons can't have souls because man created Cylons, not God. And we didn't give them one. Definitely didn't give them any souls. Also, I don't know how you would do that anyway. Well. Because a soul is a concept. <laughs> you got to give them a certain gated walk that's kind of cool looking. And maybe they say man a lot. <laughs> so you know? they're a soul man. And they get some soul glow hair uh, stuff. They got some soul. Some soul. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Maybe they sing soul music. I don't know. Maybe. I got soul. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all the ships from Colonial One, the 40 FTL ships, uh, make it to the Bassar Galactica. And everyone's like, oh my god, there's all these contacts on Dreadus. What's going on? Yep. And then they're like, oh, it's fine. Yep. It's our ships. Or it's friendly ships. Yep, they're Colonial ships. Colonial ships, thank you. And Ty says, uh, confirm that. Just don't assume it's right. Yeah. So. And then can. after that terrible, terribleness, we get a little bit of happy. Chief and Boomer reunite. Yep. And that's really nice. And the kid has to awkwardly watch them Mac. make out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Billy runs into Dee, who he saw earlier on the ship and like noticed that she was kind of cute. She kisses then they, him. Yeah, she kisses yeah. him, and that was really cute. I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh. I've never wanted to be Billy Moore. Same. She's <laughs> <laughs> cute. I would make out with her. Um, and then, no, I want to be the Billy. Yeah, so do I. With the D kissing me. Yeah, same. Okay. Oh, She's, you want to make out with D? Yeah, I'll make out with okay. D. She's cute. Gotcha. <laughs> I was confused for a moment. And then Lee and Kara reunite, and because they're have awkward sexual tension they don't really like seem she doesn't like express how happy she is about it she's just she's kind of like jokingly riffs him a little bit uh-huh. um, it's really but it's still really cute and a little awkward and there's you know on her side, on her side. he was really happy to see her that's true couldn't wipe that grin off his face yeah and lots of sexual tension <laughs> <laughs> leoben is very very sick now um, Adama figures out that he's a Cylon and that whatever is in the air storm radiation is affecting him. So he is another model. He doesn't figure it out. He, he knows it. Well, yeah, he knows it. Because they put the base there for the exact reason that Tobin, what's his name? Leoben. Leoben is getting Tobin. sick. <laughs> Who's Tobin? <laughs> is that a name? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Not in this show, but I'm sure it exists somewhere. Probably. You're right. Sorry, Tobins of the world. <laughs> I apologize. So yeah, he because Leoben says what's wrong with the air, and he goes out and he goes nothing. He goes it's probably your silica pathways that can't handle the electrical charge here or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. degrading, and you're slowly dying. And it's like well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good impression. If he had a microphone, he would have dropped it and walked away. Yeah. Um, Leoben says that when he dies, his consciousness will be trans- transferred, and then he'll tell all the Cylons where they are. But Adama is like, pretty sure you're just stuck in that body or you would have killed yourself a long time ago, buddy. Yep. Because, you know, if you can just die and get transferred, then you can just, he wouldn't be putting himself through all that suffering of the sickness. Yeah. But as, as uh, can't think of his name now. Adama. 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 Adama thing. Thanks, Adama. Adama's like, yeah, you probably would have done that already, but I'm guessing that this cloud here has uh, sort of blocked you out of that get-out plan. Word. And then they come to fisticuffs. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then Adama beats him to death with a flashlight. <laughs> la la la. <laughs> Well, which is funny because, let's see, uh, he lifts Adama off the floor with one hand while holding him by the throat, uh, mm-hmm. rips a very sturdy steel pipe out of, <laughs> of the thing and tries to hit him with it, and, uh, oh, he punches him in the chest, which flies him across the room. Mm-hmm. So, But Adama, this isn't his first rodeo. His one weakness is a flashlight to the face. <laughs> This isn't Adama's first Cylon rodeo. He fights those toasters, man. He knows how to do it. But he does find out through this encounter with Leoben that there are, you know, 12 Cylon models. So Right. So that is important information because, again, before they didn't know that there were Cylons looked like people. Yep. And this guy just tells them everything. Yeah. Thanks, Leoben. Did you tell them there were 12 models? Maybe he didn't. I feel like, but I feel like they just know that they can look human now. I think yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it is. He just knows that. I yeah. feel like he learns that later on that there's twelve. He does anyway, okay. on a thing. My my bad. Yeah. On Colonial One, Gaia. Oh no, sorry. Back on the Galactica, Gaius has magically on the Galactica now. Um, you know, people teleport. It's fine. <laughs> well, they they arrived there. I know. <laughs> so. Teleporting sounds more fun. It does. Um, Gaius is talking to Lieutenant Gaeta about his program and how it was used against the fleet. And Head Six starts talking to him while he's talking to Gaeta. And he's having a hard time focusing because as Gaeta is like, it's fine, man. It's not your fault. You didn't know what was going on. Like giving him full benefit of the doubt while, you know, Six is like, this is all your fault. You made this. (laughs) You blew everyone up. You murdered everyone. You let me do everything. In reality, though, it's, well, other than the thing he did, which was give her inside knowledge, he right. didn't know what was going on. He didn't, yeah. To play devil's advocate for stupid Gaius Baltar, he didn't really know what he was doing. Yes, he broke the law. He just didn't know how bad his broken law was going to be. And to be fair, he was, in a, as we find out in the next, you know, couple sentences, she, he had been with Six for two years, which is why he trusted her yep. to share that information. Yeah. Or at least it was probably like pillow talk at that point. Because <laughs> nothing makes you happier than coding pillow talk. I mean, that, he's, that's what he, you know. I'm right. sure she got it out of him. She did coding um, as well. She helped him with his program. Exactly. So they probably did talk about that stuff yeah. in the bedroom. Who knows? Nerds. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, with her help, Gaius spots a Cylon device that has recently been put on the ship. Uh-huh. It's above the Earth's, like around the Dratus. On the uh, underside of the Dratus. Mm-hmm. And that means that there's another Cylon on board, the Galactica. Um, and while she's doing this, she's like rubbing herself all over him and giving him a boner in public, basically. <laughs> it's very awkward. It's named. What? You, you said the. What? You said the boner. <laughs> the boner. I said a boner. You can, it could be the boner. <laughs> Actually, those are like always my favorite scenes is when, not my favorite, but it's just, they crack me up because he's always like making out with himself yep. <laughs> there's no one there. It's like, how does nobody notice that he's like... They're all busy oh, looking man. at their screens. I know. It's just ridiculous. It cracks me up. He's trying to look also, away. I was at work earlier today and uh, there was... Somebody was making out with themselves? No. <laughs> The Cylon device that he sees, yeah, it looks like the router at work, <laughs> and, I was, and I laughed when I saw it because it was in like it was in a spot that I had never noticed before, and I was like, "Oh no, a Cylon put this here." They're they're dastardly plan Wi-Fi. Exactly. I mean, it's all networked, man. Yeah, that's how they get in. <laughs> so he realizes that Gaius needs someone to take the fall for being a silent agent. Um, and with Six's help, she chooses he and she chooses uh Aaron Doral, who's the museum tour guide guy from the first part, and he's kind of been hanging around the command center anyway. So and he has full access, full to, access everywhere. to everything. And they don't really know who he is. He's not an officer or anything, so he's no, kind of an easy target. He's the museum director. Exactly. Gaius or would have been. Right. 
Gaius says something about how no one knows Cylons look like us, just as Adama real reveals it to Colonel Ty and some other people. How's that um, for lucky? Yeah. Uh, even, oh, I made it out that even their picture frames are hexagons. Like, literally, there are no squares. Calm down, everybody. No. They love their hexagons. Yeah, they're saving paper stuff. No corners allowed. If <laughs> anything, it's got more corners. More corners, yeah. No. <laughs> no 90 degree angles. No 90 degree angles. <laughs> They've been outlawed. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so silly. It just seems like so much more effort. (laughs) Like, isn't four, isn't a square easier than a hexagon (laughs) to make for everything? But is it as pretty? No. But it looks ridiculous when you're carrying around a friggin' hexagon clipboard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway. True, I suppose. It needed to look futuristic. (laughs) But hexagon, I guess hexagons are the way to go. Yeah. (laughs) They can fit in weird spaces. Yes. Uh, Adama is very happy to see Lee alive and well. They share a tearful and emotional hug. and It's very nice. They do. Do, 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 do. Back to Gaius doing some tests. Even though the Cylons appear to be human, their tissue, their tissues are synthetic. Still in some synthetic. Fashion, yeah. If the Cylons look like us, then any one of us could be a Cylon. Um, somebody said that. Probably Gaius. I put it in quotes. Whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was so, Ty. Okay. Um, anyway, they decide that they are tasking Gaius to find a way to screen huma- humans and Cylons. Humans? Humans. The humans and the Cylons. <laughs> the funny part about that is that the character from Star Trek, a show you don't watch, says humans. <laughs> See, this is the new Riverdale. You're going to talk about Star Trek every episode. Sorry. I'll stop now. I haven't talked about Riverdale yet. He just did. <laughs> I just said the name of it. I didn't discuss what occurred. Uh-huh. And I won't. <laughs> so, yeah, they, d- they decide to let Gaius be in charge of this human Cylon screening test. Yeah. Some way that doesn't require incinerating them. Right. Because uh, that's the only way they could figure out. Or, like, dropping them off at that station and seeing <laughs> if they get sick or not. Well, they said they appeared human in every way until they burn the body and then that's when they saw the the, the compounds that are artificial mm. yeah so yeah probably shouldn't burn people up yeah because they can't come back from that usually probably not starbuck gets feels like confessing to lee her sins um she tells him that she's the one that passed Zach, passed zach for his flight test even though he failed even though he failed it wasn't adama's fault at all um she just wanted him to be close to her because she liked him uh-huh. They were together. Yep. And he's like, why are you telling me this? And she just says, it's the end of the world. <laughs> yep. I feel like confessing my sins. So Gaius pins the blame on Aaron Doral and says he's a Cylon. They throw him in the brig. Gaius tells Ty about the weird device in the CIC. Um, they remove the device and give it to Gaius to figure out what it does. And he remembers it because Six used to carry it around in her briefcase all the time. And he just thought it was her, like... Her planner, I think he called it. <laughs> her like electronic planner. Like, oh, you sweet baby angel. <laughs> so dumb. So I did. Do you think Gaius actually did it? Because Gaius had already decided that they were going to try to pin this on that guy. Mm-hmm. Do you think Gaius did any real tests? You know, he said he collected hair samples from everybody and burned them. Or do you think that was just lucky? I don't know because I think because he does develop a way to test people. Yeah. Like, way later yeah. in the series. So it might have just... But I feel like he would have had evidence to... Pre- he would have had to have evidence to present to them to prove that it was him. The evidence he was proving, the the presenting, though, was like, it's just, you know, very coincidental. Like, the yeah. guy has access to everything. He's new on the ship in the last two weeks. No, he pre- He said he... I thought he presented physical evidence, like, that he did He showed test. them some programming that he knew none of them oh. would be able to read. I don't know. He probably... I mean, I thought it was just him pinning the blame on him and it just being for because he yeah. could but he said uh, you know i did i collected hair samples and mm-hmm. i you know and when i tested them with this mama yeah you know, he he was the only one that had the artificial things yeah and it's uh i I'm, i was wondering if and i don't think they ever actually go over it if, if he, flubbed he it or actually not. yeah if he just had chosen that that was going to be the fall guy and i feel was like lucky. Because he has this, like, vision woman helping him, I don't know. You mean the nanobot sick? No. (laughs) 
I'm trying to think. I lost my what I was going. I Did feel we like... pass the part where she said that when he was sleeping? Yeah, it was the part you said that. Oh, I don't. I didn't pay attention to this, and then we kept on going. Oh, is when she was talking about how she wanted him to love her. Right, and she said she put something in him so she could communicate with him. No, he says that. No, she said it when you were sleeping. No. I know she said it because it's all part of my proof. (laughs) (laughs) Are you presenting your proof later? I'm presenting my proof now. Okay. She said she put something in him while he was sleeping so that she could communicate with him. Whether or not it's a lie is is not. But but then he says he makes that up because this is all in his head anyway. So this is just his paranoia claiming that that's what happened. What if he's wrong and he has nanobots in him? (laughs) No. (laughs) And she's telling the truth. From her bathtub, wherever she's at, relaxing after a, a, tubs. after a good old uh, nuclear explosion death. No, because she's different from Caprica 6. She has all the same memories as her, but she's a different entity. <laughs> What's... Okay. And also, if they've been together for two years, why did she never appear to him until now? If she put nanobots in, in him when they had sex for the first she time. she had to activate him after she left. It's Wi-Fi, yo. <laughs> No. <laughs> We're not done with the episode. <laughs> Continuing on. Yeah. Go forward. Starbuck finds, Starbuck's going out on an adventure, and she finds a giant Cylon ship and a bazillion raiders just lying in wait for them. Right. Well, they, she was going out to make sure that there was, the coast was clear. Yes. But that's what she finds. Uh-huh. And we get to see our first, no, I take that back. Not the first time we see it. See what? The star base. No, we do see that. That's one of them. Yeah, not the first time, though. One flies over at the opening of the first miniseries. Oh. I made this my star base uh-huh. figure. Like two With big X's on top of you? Yeah. Kind of looks like a star, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> From a certain a star angle. star base. Um, <coughs> uh, okay. Adama and Rosalind are kind of having conflicting thoughts over what to do because of, well, the Cylons waiting. Um, Adama wants to fight and Rosalind wants to run. And Rosalind, her reasoning is, we need to get the hell out of here and start having babies. Yep. Because they're, I mean. It's the second time she said this line in the show. It's, uh, we've lost. Yeah. This is the second person she's told it to. Mm Mm-hmm. What war? Which is. We lost. Yeah, there's no war. There's nothing to fight. Like, we need to survive now yep rather than fight because they yeah she's right there's a very small amount of humans left and they need to start thinking about the future of the human race rather than the certain eradication of it which is what would happen if they fought right and even though adama is in control of the entire (laughs) star battle fleet whatever yeah it's not gonna matter because it's one chap yeah (laughs) While they're arguing about what to do, Adama sees Billy and Dee talking very closely, and they're being kind of cute and flirty, uh-huh. and he realizes that Rosalind's right. People need to start having babies. They don't have a chance to fight against Well, he says them. they better have babies. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ty looks over, and he goes, is that an order? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he goes, it is maybe. <laughs> it might come to that. <laughs> so good. Sorry. It's okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, that's very good. I thought that was cute. They decide to leave Aaron on Ragnar as they prepare to jump. And he's like, are you crazy? I'm going to die here. And they're like, "Nah, eh, whatever. We'll take our chances <laughs> yep. in case you're a Cylon. You have enough food and but supplies. They, but yeah, and then they also wanted to make sure that they didn't tell anyone else on any of the ships about the fact that Cylons are, look like people because they don't want to start a witch hunt. Right. Which is why they quietly left that guy behind. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, they decide to engage the Cylons just a smidgen so they, can, so they can get out of the electrical storm and then also make the jump. Right. The Vipers and the Raiders face off. There's a big star fight. Blah, blah, blah. Apollo almost dies again. Some might say a star war. <laughs> a star war. <laughs> um, and Starbuck <laughs> saves him. Of course, because that's what she does. Because she's B.A. Um, Apollo loses power in his ship, and Starbuck takes a very, uh, she takes a chance to go bring him in when they are 
like on the verge of jumping away from yep. the Cylons. Like those missiles are coming at them. And yeah, the pods are retracting. Yeah. And... It's very it's a very, very, very close call. But they make it just in time for the jump. And then Adama gives a very empowered speech. And at the funeral. He says, So say we all. 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 <laughs> Apparently that was improv. Really? Yeah, he just kind of said that on the spot. Wow. And it became Wrote like his the, own speech or the so say we all? It was the so say we all part. I guess he just felt inspired, empowered by it and just took off. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's one little fact for you. Thank you. He tells everyone that he knows where the 13th colony is. Yep. And it's called Earth. Yep. He Thankfully. says they want to plant, they will find it and they'll go there and everyone will be saved. Yep. And that seems to lift everyone's spirits and they all clap and applaud and yay. Hoot and holler and they're party. They're going to be saved. It's great. People start having babies. Yep. Just right there. <laughs> they just start having them. <laughs> just pop out suddenly. <laughs> um, Ty comes to eat crow and give Kara some compliments for what she did to save Lee. Uh-huh. Um, he even admits that he was out of line during the poker game earlier when she's, you know, struck a superior officer. Yep. Asshole. Yep. He even apologizes, which is like uh-huh. unheard of for Colonel Ty. Right. And she replies with... Well, he says, you got anything to say to me? He's like, can I speak off the record, sir? <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're a bastard. bastard. <laughs> you're dangerous. You're a drunk. Yeah. He's just like, what are you saying to me? <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know when to leave well enough alone. <laughs> Fun fact, I've also met Colonel Ty, and he was a sweetie. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So he's not a bastard? No, he's a big sweetie. Is he a drunk? I don't think so. It was Dragon Con. Who knows? <laughs> but no, he was very nice. And I, and I asked him if he would say my favorite line, and he did, and it was really exciting. What's your favorite line? It's in the fracking ship. <laughs> Which is the greatest moment of the entire series. Cool. Later in season three, four, somewhere in there. We'll get there. Someday. Adama finally admits to, well, he, he admits to Rosalind that she was right and he was wrong. They kind of make a pact that she's going to be in charge of the government and he's going to run the military fleet. Uh-huh. He also, she also is like, dude, you know Earth is not real, right? <laughs> uh, Side note. <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, it's a legend, but he has to give people something to live for because if they don't have something to hope for then they're just living and that's not enough in this uh-huh. life it's true then you're just floating around in yeah. the dark space sad six head six tells gaius that some of the cylons may not even know that they're cylons they could be sleeper agents ready to strike which is some nice little foreshadowing uh-huh <laughs> You know, as we kind of reach the end, everyone's settling into their new life on, on the run from Cylons. It's kind of sad, but that's what they're doing. They're having, everyone's having deep thoughts as this nice music plays. Adama gets it. Oh, this is the part. Adama gets a note on his desk yep. on his hexagon paper. Yep. And it says, there are only 12 Cylon models. That are human looking. It should have said that too. Well, I think he knew Because the what toaster it meant. toasters are I there. I think he knew what it They're meant. They're the 13th model. I think they knew what it meant. And the old toasters would be the 14th model. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> on Ragnar, we see Aaron Doral, and he's not looking too good. He's looking like he's got some space dust allergies. Yep. Uh, the doors open, and some toasters come inside, as well as three sixes. Three oh, Leo. What, what? What? No. Don't say how many. Because we got to do our double take. I know, but I, that's, there's, but there's another count later. I was going to guess. No, it's fine. Okay. Well, don't now I'm going to know. You don't have to guess. <laughs> there's three sixes, three Leobins, and one Aaron Doral. So Gaius was right. And then someone else comes in the room. And who is it? Hello? James Spader. <laughs> no, because he's Ultron and he's a <laughs> Cylon. <laughs> <laughs> it's boomer boomer oh snap so yeah the end yep you know how sad i was when that happened and that miniseries was over extremely sad i was like you gotta be kidding me 
Yeah, that was a great way to end it. I actually forgot that they revealed her that in that episode. They end this miniseries showing you somebody that's on the freaking ship that's a Cylon that might not know there is Cylon, and that's it? That's all there is? That's all she wrote? Because there was no series coming out. Nobody knew that this was going to continue. It was just a little mini-series event thing, and I'm like, oh, it's the worst way. I was so angry. Womp womp. But then they saved it and had a seat. <laughs> they did. Where did the, I, the one I on the greatness. Down. I thought I copy-pasted this. Anyway, let me find... Battlestar Galactica became the, the miniseries became the highest rated miniseries on cable that year and the best ratings that year for any show on sci-fi. Uh-huh. And so um, after, after the show Carnival, which Ronald D. Moore was working on, I'm reading this all backwards. Anyway, people that were on Battlestar Galactica were working on the Carnival show. And once that was over, Sci-Fi Channel ordered a 13-episode weekly series of Battlestar Galactica, and so Moore left Carnival to assume a full-time executive producer role on Battlestar Galactica. Cool. And that's how it became made. Thank you. And then Ragnar is named for Ragnarok. Okay. The Norse legend of the final battle at the end of the world. Also a great movie about Thor. <laughs> <laughs> that's my added. That's your added That's my added list. fact. <laughs> which i watched last night because that's all i do is watch best Thor. soundtrack yes in uh, thor ragnarok yep let's see i wrote a lot of words about the 12 colonies <laughs> the, the humans live this is a religious little religious tidbit okay the humans live on 12 planets and moons known as the colonies of cobalt whose whose names are taken from zodiac signs as we know uh-huh during season two, Laura Roslin mentions, this is not a spoiler, it's just about the names. Uh-huh. Um, Laura Roslin mentions that the Zodiac signs are the ancient names of the colonies. Aralon, Toron, Geminon, Canceron, Leonis, Virgon, Virgon Libron, Scorpia, Sagittaron, Caprica, Aquaria, and Pycon. At the end of the miniseries, Commander Adama mentions a 13th colony called Earth. These references were influenced by the religious beliefs of series creator Glenn Larson. The 12, tri- the 12 tribes of Israel, the 13th is a group of is- Israelites who migrated to North America. Kobol is a misspelling of Kolob, according to Latter-day Saints, is a place near the throne of God. Okay. There's your fun religious facts. <laughs> and that they didn't talk about the, very, the 12 colonies in the original TV series at all? What? Did they not? Were the 12 colonies not a part of the original Battlestar Galactica TV series? Maybe not. I don't know. I know they were looking for Earth. I mean, that was the whole premise of the original Battlestar. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, double, double, double count. <laughs> I can't talk. Are we counting uh, Nano 6? Yes. Head 6. <laughs> Three sixes plus head 6. That's Eleven. 4. Three Leobins plus... Three? Yeah, there are three Leobins walking, plus oh, yeah. one that was sick. That's four Leobins. Oh, you're right. Twelve. Two Aaron Dorals. And two Boomers. Two Boomers. Boom! You did it. Good job. I did. I was going to guess wrong, though. <laughs> My original guess was going to be 13. But since you filled me in on how many <laughs> were in that group, it was all... I, like, paused it and, like, tried to count them very specifically to make sure I had them all right. At the end of it, I was like, you know, I stopped watching. I was getting ready for bed because I watched it yesterday. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we're going to do the double count. How many people were in that party? Because that just jacks it up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, that's all I got for you. So say we all. So say we all. It was a good way. It was a good episode. Although it did leave that massive cliffhanger when it originally st- aired. Like, you see, Boomer's a Cylon and nobody knows that nothing's going to happen in the future. And just like, no. I hope they yeah. do another one. That's I think I, I think I literally said that after watching it live the first time. I'm like, I hope they do it again. I'll yeah. do another miniseries thing. I think Boomer's journey is very interesting in season one. And the last episode of season one fucked my shit up. Yeah. Sorry. It was intense. I mean, you know what happens. It's been a while since I've watched Battlestar Galactica. I don't know where the I seasons end. I won't say start. it. I, I watched the show religiously live. Mm-hmm. And then I've intended to watch it again. And I've had the ability to do so for quite a while. And every time I start it, either 
a show I like to watch comes back on mm-hmm. or uh, it's like a week before. Because since I TiVo everything, I'm right. always behind. So when nothing I watch is on, I'm catching up on TiVo, which is why I have 20 episodes of Better Call Saul I have to watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's my life. True. I don't spend a lot of time watching TV. Well, now you have an excuse to watch it because we can do all the episodes of I do. Bowser Classic always. The podcast has its uses for me. <laughs> um, well, you can follow us on Twitter, Twitter. at Pod. Email us at cdoublepodcast at gmail.com. Very good. I got it right. Yes, you did. Email us any, any suggestions. Yeah. If suggestions, you have a comments, f- funny. Question doppelganger situation yeah, you'd like us to read that. we'd be more than happy to read those things email them to me please and uh place. you can find us on itunes please review and rate us on there you can find us on stitcher review and rate us there or spotify we're everywhere anywhere podcasts. our ratings are key to more people finding us yes so you are just helping us if you like us so yes thanks. and thank you to all the new listeners out there we hope you enjoy the show uh, Please tell your friends if you enjoy it. Yeah. And until next week. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thanks for listening. Bye.